Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hi, welcome and thanks for joining us for this edition of Saturday Strategy, the original podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny and I'm your host. And today we're going to be thinking about life after lockdown and how we start planning for bringing people back to work. Uh, there's going to be some announcements in the government fairly soon and uh, we'll we'll know what the plans of what we can and can't do. But particularly, I think, thinking about some of the strategies that are going to really help our people to make sense of whatever the new normal looks like post-lockdown. So we've got lots of great information. We've got a really great guest lined up for you. Um, if you're driving, just getting on with other stuff um, or just multitasking so you can't actually take notes, then we'll have all the links for you in the show notes. Or better still, why not subscribe to the Saturday Strategy Weekly News email update? Today, we're joined by Denise Waite. Denise is an HR specialist, uh, and I've known Denise for some time, and she has a great bank of knowledge that she's able to share with us today uh, about life after lockdown. Now, uh, she'll tell us, I think, the normal is not going to exist when we go back, and people are trying to plan for what that looks like. But if we don't know what it's going to look like, it's going to be pretty hard to plan. So, Denise, thanks very much for coming to join us on Saturday Strategy. Morning, Johnny. Hi, D- Denise. I think you heard the introduction there. I think it's 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 a it's a taxing problem that's probably preying on a lot of our minds about about um, you know us post lockdown, our teams post lockdown, our relationships with people around us, so our suppliers, our customers, associates, all of those type of people um, post lockdown. And trying to think about that is is a little perplexing. Um, do you want to just talk us into that subject as you think? Uh, appropriate maybe start from wherever you think is is best and kind of tell us what you think we need to know to help us with that challenge yeah no no problem johnny thanks for the intro um i i, I talk on a, on a daily basis with, with with clients um and i probably talk to them a lot more than than, than i have been doing whilst the whilst the crisis has been going on and again i was having a similar conversation with a client today uh, about um, the what what will happen when they, they start to lift some of, when the government starts to lift some of the measures what what will that look like um, and I'm constantly saying we're not going to plan to go back to normal because normal doesn't exist anymore and if we if we try to plan to go back to normal we'll get very frustrated and very disappointed and it's not that I'm looking at it um, in a negative way. What we just need to come to terms with is normal has gone, but it's a great opportunity to create a new normal. And if we look at it in terms of, right, let's, let, let's build going forward, we can then spend our time looking at, first of all, the business recovery, but then secondly, the business continuity. And those are the two plans that I'm proactively working with clients on um, at the moment. And yet we don't have all the answers, but... We can't wait to make a plan until we have got all the answers because if we make that plan then, it's going to be too late. So we, we, we're we looking at uh, the, the, the organisational structure. So we're looking at the, the, the people within the organisation. We look at 
um, how their, their, their business has been impacted um, now and even post-COVID, what is it likely to look like um, go, going uh, going forward? Because it's not going to be, right, COVID is over now, we flick a switch, everything everything is back to the way that it used to be. Yeah. That's not going to happen. No. With some businesses where their business will look very similar, though, um, and where they've still got an order book of clients waiting for the for, for the work to start, it's going to be a gradual return. It's it's a gradual recovery. It's not going to be, as I say, a flick of a switch and all of a sudden all our employees are back at work. So from an employer and an employee point of view, there is a lot of anxiety and uncertainty. And because we're in unprecedented times, it's difficult to get that clarity. Yeah, I'm reminded a bit of the. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember the American politician Don Rumsfeld when he came up with that statement? He said there are the known knowns, there are the known unknowns, and then there are the unknown unknowns. And it feels a little bit like that at the moment, doesn't it? With uh, with 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 oh, what we're absolutely. thinking about. It, it, three months ago, we didn't know that we were going to be in a situation like this. Nobody, nobody knew uh, that. So going forward, we, we focus on what we can control. And maybe for some businesses, new market opportunities have, have arisen uh, because of the, the current crisis. So quite a few businesses have now got online offerings that they never had before. Um, and I think the, the world of work in terms of the way that we work is going to look very different going forward as well. So remote working and home working, because what what I've found in the past is that some employers have been very nervous about allowing their employees to work from home because there's this instant reaction or instant response that they'll watch daytime TV, they'll, they'll have a lie-in and I'll not get as much work done. Mm. But... What you actually f can find is that that's very much the opposite. And where employers have been nervous to let employees work from home, have now been forced to do that and, and, and hopefully have seen how much more productive it can actually be because you don't get those chats around the, 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 the coffee machine or somebody disturbing you every time they walk uh, they walk past your desk so you can have a lot of focused and uh, and productive time and i was i was interviewed for a business magazine recently and one of the questions the journalist asked me was well how do you stop them doing the stuff that isn't part of work when they should be working okay what did you tell them i challenged that back and said well why would you want to do that? If the employee is at the end of the phone when they need to be, they're doing their emails, they're doing the work that they should that they should be doing, and they're delivering everything on time to the right um, quality and, and, and to the expectations. If they've broken off to go and put the washing on, or they've broken off to put their Sainsbury's delivery order, why does that matter? Why do we have to feel that we've got to control everything? And there's a lot of productivity and additional productivity that come, and motivation that comes out of being trusted, being trusted to get things done. So, 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 the, so I think because the situation has, has, has forced employers to, 
to then uh, set up working from home. Hopefully they've, they've seen a lot of positives from that. But when we do return to work, and obviously there are some roles uh, and certain some sectors where you can't possibly um, work from home, there's for a long time going forward, there's still going to be elements of social distancing. So what we're going to have to do when we start bringing back furloughed uh, or laid off um, employees is to then look at redoing redoing the risk assessments. So as part of the, the, the planning process that we're doing now in terms of what does recovery look like, what's the business going forward looking like. It's then reviewing those risk assessments to see, well, what what else do we need to think about? What else do we need to put in place? Okay. And and, and also when, when employees are coming back to work as well, th- this is going to have affected their mental well-being because – it's been scary times and personally I live on my own so for six weeks now I've had no other human contact mm. hopefully that's not turned me fair isle but you never know <laughs> um, but it and I'm a very tactile person so it does it does start to affect you when you can't go and visit anybody and nobody can come and visit you and Absolutely. your evenings are on your own because you don't live with anybody else. No, I mean this is very unnatural for us as a species. We're essentially a tribal, a tribal species. You know that that's how we've evolved. Um, so this is definitely against our DNA, isn't it? Absolutely. And also, we'll have employees coming back to to, to work, especially with the with, with the Midlands being uh, one of the hardest hit areas after London, who have lost colleagues. They've lost friends. They may have, have lost family members and, and loved ones. So we, 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 we're going to have to think about how do we support them through that grief process. And I, I, I do believe, um, Johnny, that you've got another podcast coming up uh, from a specialist grief counsellor. Yeah, a lady called Lisa Richards. She's absolutely brilliant, actually. So uh, that's coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. So, yeah. Yeah, because whilst yeah, I'm saying we, we, we need to support and uh, and be aware of that, I, I, I don't profess to be um, mm. a special bereavement um, counsellor. Um, but there's still going to be a lot of um, anxiety um, and uncertainty when, uh, when, when people do return to, to work from, from their point of view, but also, say, from the employer's uh, point of view. So the types of things that... I'm advising my clients to, to, to think about doing is information is key. And I think that's what we've found um, during the, the, the current crisis, that whilst we're being given information, that's easier to cope with. Even if it's bad news, no news can actually be worse than, than bad news because yeah. if you've got the information, your mind starts to then work overtime and and, and, and then... Your mind will will try and fill the gaps. So it's about keeping that information flowing, keeping them updated, checking in regularly with them, reassuring them where possible. And I think what we'll find is because the the way of working will be very different going forward. We're going to be receiving lots of requests for flexible working. But as as some employers who were nervous about allowing their employees to work from from home have now realised it can work, I think what we're also going to find um, is that employees who always thought they wanted um, to, to work from home actually want to come back to work because yeah. 
they don't like their isolation from their colleagues and it does overlap um, then into your personal life especially if um, if you've got a family and um, and, and children um, around it can then be very difficult to, to to actually balance that so we may find that we've got employees who thought they wanted to work from home who actually don't want to work from home anymore yeah I think some people like to compartmentalize their life don't they so there's there's my there's my work and my professional self and then there's my family mother or father you know I'm a mum or a dad when I'm at home um, type of thing and I think they are, they are bleeding into each other a little bit so that's that's going to be difficult for yeah. some people yeah absolutely um and what employers can think about um are implementing employee assistance programs okay what's what's an employee assistance program do you want to tell us how that works um, yeah they they're, they're programs that are run by organisations where it's a free helpline for employees. The employer pays a small amount per head, and what this what the com- the EAP companies provide is say a, a free helpline to the employees where they can phone up about anything. It doesn't have to be um, work related. So it it, it can be that uh, it can be financial worries. It can be mental health, so 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 there's quite a broad range of okay. uh, of things it will cover, and quite often they will include a certain number of either telephone or online counselling sessions for employees that are struggling as well. But you can also build that into a wellness strategy, where you can look at um, for nutrition and fitness because we've been cooped up for a long time and. When, uh, when when somebody coops me up, it's sort of like my, my balanced diet is wine in one hand, balanced by chocolate in the other. <laughs> so, so my nutrition and fitness probably isn't uh, isn't at its peak at at, at the moment. And again, I, I think you've got um, another po- podcast coming um, coming up about that as well, haven't you, Johnny? Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's lots of ideas that we can think about, but. The reality is that the autumn, if not sooner, um, to the end of the year, I'm sure I'm going to be working with, with, with clients in terms of restructuring their business. Hopefully there's going to be a balance of the, the positives where they've, they've noticed new opportunities. They've, it's given them an opportunity to look, look, look at their business and see um where they should be focusing uh what's what what's their core um business um but unfortunately and realistically there are going to be redundancies unemployment yes. unfortunately is going to be extremely high I, I i do believe we're going to have a global recession and that's not just scaremongering but it's important that where then we do have to then look at those redundancy programs is that we handle them sensitively. And from my point of view, I'm handling it sensitively with my clients because this is not a situation they want to be in. They don't want to let their employees go. So they've got the anxiety and the stress of having to actually do that. But also then I'm helping them to then handle that sensitively with the employees as well because in normal circumstances if you're having to make redundancies it's tough but with with the unemployment as it's going to increase it's going to be extremely difficult to 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 find alternative work for 
for, for some people out there. So don't really want to um, end on a on, on a negative. So so I think it's trying to keep ourselves upbeat in terms of okay, normal doesn't exist anymore. So what what's the new normal I'm going to build? What's the new normal mm. um, going to be like? What do I want the new normal to, to to be like? Sometimes you get stuck in a rut with your business where you don't absolutely have, you don't have time to sit back and think, is this what I actually want to do? Is this the direction I want the business to go in? So hopefully there's going to be some good positive opportunities to then build a business that we want to build and for it to go in the direction that we want it to go and to be doing what we want to do and, and to actually get, get out of some of the ruts that we might have got ourselves into. I agree completely. I think I think, I think these sort of seismic external changes in our business give us real opportunities um, to, to do what we want, I think, in terms of in terms of change. You know, we can make any positive change we want um, because we can, you know, we will put it down quite legitimately and truthfully to lessons we've learned um, from, from the lockdown and from what's happened. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of positive stuff there. Tell me a little bit about the, we've got a few minutes left, just tell me a little bit about the um, those schemes you were talking about. They sound very big business. Are they, are they things that smaller companies can access? You know, things like you were saying about helplines and things like that. Yes, they're, they're available for small businesses um, as, as as well as large. Um, and um, quite often, if you're looking at, for example, at medical cash plans for your, for your staff, they'll, they'll, an, an employee assistance programme will be included as part of that. So, so it can also be part of a wider benefit. But when cash flow is tight, it might not be something that, that, that a business can consider straight away, but but maybe look at um, introducing it going forward. But I think when you make redundancies, would I be right in saying that uh, it's it's as, dealing with the re- the people you're losing sympathetically is 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 important, uh, and and also equally important is you know really doubling the effort to look after the ones you retain. Absolutely, and that's often where uh, where the employer then forgets that bit because they they, they automatically think, oh well they'll be grateful that they've still got a job and they'll still be happy that they've got, but they're not, they're very nervous and they're thinking, am am I next? Yeah. You suddenly feel expendable. That's the, that's the actual. And you feel exposed. And also if they are your key people to keep your business going and, and they're the people that you don't want to lose, you need to invest time in reassuring them so that then they don't become nervous and uh, and anxious and then start looking at other jobs because they think that they're next. So there's nothing guaranteed now, never mind in the future. Um, so it's it's reassuring your 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 key people um, as as much as you can without making without making false promises. Denise, this has been really useful. I I do worry though that. Um, if I'm listening to this for the first time, it can it can be a bit overwhelming um, thinking about all of those things I've got to do um, on the list of everything else that's already a normal an enormous list. So, how do I how do I begin to tackle this? Are, are you available to help help me to, to to get that strategy for my people sorted? Absolutely, and and that's what I'm working on with with a lot of clients um, at the moment. If it's just information and questions on the, the the current crisis and the measures, 
on our um, website. There's a coronavirus dedicated web page. Excellent. And then you can search for your local HR department um, office because the HR department is a franchise and I'm one of the uh, one of more than 70 licensees. So mm. there's, there's plenty of resource uh, there that, that can then help you plan the recovery and uh, plan what the future what the future might look like. Brilliant. So Denise, we'll we'll put all your contact details into the into the show notes. I think that's some really great wisdom that you've uh, you've shared with us today. Um, and it, it's it's whilst we've got whilst we've got time to think about it, I think it's it's a it's a salary salutary piece of advice to uh, to step back and actually think about the people um, that are going to be coming back to work after this, including ourselves and all of our suppliers and and all of our customers as well. And, uh, and put a plan in place. So thanks very much for starting that thought process off. No problem. Thanks very much, Johnny. So that's it. Thanks for sticking with us to the end. Um, another episode of Saturday Strategy. And thank you, Denise, for some great information there. Um, real, real font of knowledge, as you can tell just from listening. If you've got any feedback, you can reach out on WhatsApp using 07977 437 three six zero and that's my personal number as normal but uh, you can be assured that that will definitely get through so thanks again until next time and remember if you enjoyed it and you want to hear more hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts (laughs) 